Shelly. Ask Shelly. This is the part of the show where you email questions to Shelly that you would never ask her to her face. All right, so let's ask Shelly. Yes, go ahead, ask me. Shelly at FMIUNON.com is the email. That's probably the easiest way to get in touch with me and ask me a question. However, you can do it on the Facebook page, Shelly FMIUNON. Look for that. Look for Shelly Slayer. That's where David got in contact with me to ask a question. Which, by the way, we are continuing the Monday tradition of Ask Shelly. We've done it with Rumble in the morning for all these years. So we'll just keep it going. Do it right smack in the middle of the lunchbox right here. David says, as an almost 50-year-old dude, I have always wondered, why do some guys spit in the urinal before they go? I never received that training. Maybe I missed the class. Well, I had to look this one up because I didn't know it was a thing, but apparently it is. There are so many posters, even a subreddit about this. The website shave.net proposed some answers. One is that it's marking uh, territory, or maybe men need to clear out spit because doing so on the sidewalk or other public areas is unacceptable, so they just kind of save it up for the bathroom. Maybe there's an element of peer pressure. You see other guys doing it, now you got to. Maybe it's a way to break up the silence. Maybe it is subconscious, a subconsciously learned skill passed down from father to son or man to man. Those were some of their theories. But they did do a scientific answer on this, which has to do with breathing. Apparently in mammals, the production of saliva is stimulated by the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous systems. Maybe our bodies produce a bit more of the thick sympathetic saliva in the expectation that the smells we encounter while we're in the men's room might be unpleasant and we may want to avoid them by holding our breath more than normal. So we make a little extra spit then you got to spit it out. It makes a little bit of sense, I guess. Either way, now I know. And now you know, David. Spit when you go in there. Be a man, I guess. Penny writes, I've been pondering this for a long time. If my spinometer is reading incorrectly, in my case about three miles per hour lower than the actual 60 I'm going, will it result in incorrect odometer readings? If so, will I have less miles on my odometer than what actually is? Is there a formula I can use to get the actual mileage? Thanks, signed Penny. According to MotorHowTo.com, they aren't related. Like in most cases, it kind of depends on the make and model, but in most cases, they're not going to affect each other. They can be connected. They can both use the same coaxial cable on your front tires and the circumference of your tires counting the number of revolutions it's made. But the speedometer is probably using a speed sensor and more than likely in newer cars, computer chips are calculating the distance. Your odometer will not be affected by the readings of the speedometer as they both function independently on their own without relying on each other for their readings and their values. The odometer will still function even if the speedometer is turned off or is broken. So don't worry, Penny. That number is for real, whatever you're seeing there. And then finally, Dear Shelly, why is the word abbreviation so long? Sincerely, Wes. The answer here, which I know this is an old joke and the internet really wants you to know that it's an old joke and that that's what all the responses are on the internet is how it's a joke. But here's my answer. My answer is the word abbreviation is so long because it is not an abbreviation. It's a full word. We should really abbreviate it to something, but I'm not sure what exactly. But it's a full word, and that's why abbreviation is so long. That's why it's so long. Uh-huh. The end. That's Ask Shelly. You can send me a question. Shelly at FM99.com is the email. 